let us let us let us pray again. Dear Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the Scriptures are read and your Word is proclaimed, may we hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. So, our readings this morning come from Genesis. I'm going to read Genesis 3, 1 through 7, and then Matthew 4, 1 through 11. So, let's start with Genesis. That's typically what I do. I go go to the Old Testament. And so, for those of you looking for it, it's really easy to find these passages. It's page 2 in the Old Testament for the Genesis reading. So, I'm going to introduce it with this. The story of the first temptation includes, introduces us to the elemental conditions of human sin. Sin originates in the human desire to be like God. God, the giver of enormous freedom, also establishes limits on humankind. When those boundaries are crossed, a break occurs in the divine human relationship. The temptation provided by the the crafty serpent indicates that sin is bound up in creation, perhaps residual chaos out of which God has established order. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Thus it ends the reading of the Genesis passage. Now we move on to the Gospel according to Matthew. We tend to make temptations more appealing by mixing in some truth with a lie. Everyone is doing it. Maybe true. So it's okay if I do it. Absolutely not. The devil, who is the real being, used this technique with Jesus. He distorted truths from Scripture in an attempt to get Jesus to sin. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, that should sound familiar, he was hungry and the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Word of God. Then the devil looked at him, looked, took him to look at the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, and the devil quoted Scripture to him, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hand they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to a test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him. And behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. the last minute I decided to change the title of my sermon. So, this title is Under Pressure. Under Pressure. And the question for the morning is, how do you face temptation? How do you face temptation? Jesus, out in the wilderness. This, this was a true test. The pressure was on. Jesus was truly tempted. First, he was in the wilderness. Have you been in the wilderness before? Have you been in the wilderness before? You always end up doing without something. Jesus did without food. There's, there's nowhere to turn for help. You must rely on your own senses, your own will. Now, as noted in the Scripture, Jesus was famished. Forty days and forty nights without food. He may have been thirsty too, but they don't mention that. Have you ever been hungry? So hungry. Unless you've been on a fasting diet, probably not. We don't, we don't, typically Americans don't get hungry like Jesus got in the wilderness. So Jesus is in this situation and, and someone is there who can help. <laughs> Satan. Satan's not far. Never far. 
despite the need, Jesus endures. And Jesus prevails and proves one thing. Jesus showed that he really was the Son of God because of why he held the faith. Jesus, the Son of God, remember, was heard that this, just a verse before our reading, this is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Remember that from the, from the baptism? That was Matthew 3.17. Jesus overcame the devil and his temptation. Jesus resisted making himself comfortable. Jesus resisted dazzling us with miraculous, a miraculous save. Jesus resisted becoming the ruler of the world. And anyway, what would it say of Jesus if he used evil to gain power? The outcome does say that Jesus passed the test. Jesus obeyed God. And this is not the first time God tested someone to prove their devotion. Think about Israel in the desert. God led Israel into the desert to humble and test them. As written in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 8, 2, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, and that He might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. I like the wording of that passage. Because it can be read in both ways. It can be read testing so that God will know. It can also be read testing so that you will know. There's a lot of commentaries out there on this passage. And, and they'll say, God tested Israelites. Just freed them from slavery in Egypt so that God would know. And there's a way I will say, stay. There is where, this is where I'll stay this morning. That God tested the Israelites. God wanted to see. God wanted to see if his people would really obey him. This point says a lot about God. It means that we have a choice. We have a choice. It means that God has not set us here to follow like puppets. God allows us the freedom to make a choice. For me, there lies the problem. The rub. The tension. The pressure. Remember, under pressure, we've got a choice. The fact that we have a choice whether to ignore the temptation or not presents an immense amount of pressure. In the Lord's Prayer, we'll pray it in just a few minutes. Or we prayed it earlier, excuse me. We recite, each, we recite it every week. Lead, not, uh, lead us not into temptation. There's a good reason for that. Temptation brings pressure. And there are temptations of this world that are beyond one, one will to, desi- to, to deny. There's temptations in this world that are beyond me to deny, beyond anybody. And there are temptations, that, and that, all of us know that. All of us have that one thing that can tempt us and break us down. Every one of us is susceptible to a temptation, a test. And I can assure you, the temptations will come. Last week, I wrote in my, um, I wrote in my, on my post, Two Minutes to Share, I wrote about temptations. And temptations have the ability to reveal something about 
one who's being tempted. Temptations always are associated, associated with a desire. So that if you can see what your temptations are, it leads you to what your desires are. The challenge is, is that con men know the same thing. If they can figure out what your desire is, they can tempt you. So whenever you meet a con man and they strike up a conversation, whether it's on a used car lot or in the mall, be aware. All they need to know is your desire and they can con you. I'd say that tempter in this story, that devil in this story, he was a great con man. When we are in those situations, the only thing that can protect us is our faith. And what does that mean? It's that, it's that faith that, that, that helps us hold our ground, that we know, we believe, that we can get through. Sometimes it's best when engaging with the tempter, the con, Better just to keep your mouth shut or quote some scripture. We will be tested over and over and over again. And I'm certain everyone that's tempted, even non-Christians, let's, it's, it's, it's going to happen. God wants to see us prevail. God wants to see us get through. God gives us that opportunity to be strong. We expect a lot from God, don't we? Heal us, teach us, lead us, love us, save us. When we obey, we serve. It's so Presbyterian. It is. It is. Remember the questions I asked the elders when they were ordained. Will you fulfill your office in obedience? That's the key word, obedience to Jesus Christ. And the prayers for the elders. Give them prudence and sound judgment, wisdom and courage to order the life of the church in obedience. It's repeated over and over again. Because in that obedience, that's a shield, that's a protector, that's a buffer against the tempter. You should be alert and ready to be tempted. We all have desires. Therefore, we all can be tempted. The only way to know if your convictions are real is to allow yourself to be tested, to be tempted, to be under pressure. There's nothing wrong with the temptation. Where we fall down is in our response. Jesus gave us the opportunity, gave us the out to hold on to our faith. Evil is here. Evil is there. Evil is everywhere. Thank goodness. Jesus Christ stands beside us. Let us pray. Dear Lord,
in these trying days, we can be tempted. We can be tempted to act on our own. We can be tempted to so many temptations. But Lord, may it be that You give us the strength, the simple strength of believing, holding our faith against the challenges of being a Christian in a broken world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.